Hello everyone, welcome to The Plebs. This is a podcast about the life of a product manager. We're going to talk about product management, life, and everything in between. I'm inviting you to the life of a plebeians. For the very first episode, I would like to invite all of you to talk about Near Ale's hook model and how some of the applications are using this hook model to create stickiness in their application. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about the hook model. What is the hook model exactly? So the hook model is a model that is created by Nir Ayol and it is written in his book called Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products. It, I think it is a good book and I really recommend all of you to read it. But anyway, so this hook model is a model that consists of four steps. So it looks like a hook. Imagine infinity symbol. So on the top left, you got trigger. And then going to the next bottom right is action. And then on to the top right is a reward. And bottom left is investment. And then after going to trigger, action, reward, investment, then you're going to go to trigger again. So the concept is that after users have gone through these successive four steps, then they would start to create this mental association between the product and their emotion, their thoughts, or their pre-existing habits. So in short, it's like after going through these successive hooks, then user would start incorporating your product into their habits. So that's hook model. Okay, so let's talk about the first step of the hook model, the trigger. Okay, so like its name, habit starts with trigger. And trigger itself can be divided into two kinds, the external trigger and the internal trigger. So like its name, the external trigger comes from outside of the user and it usually instructs the user to do something. So, for example, it could take the form of banner, push notifications, or emails that remind you to do something with the apps. Meanwhile, the internal trigger comes from within the user. So, the trigger, the instruction to do something with the application comes when the user is thinking about a certain thought or feeling a certain emotion or is doing some activity. For example, when you are in doubt and you need answer for your question, then you'll just Google it. And when you're bored and you want to watch something, then you would open YouTube. So that is internal trigger. Okay, so the trigger step reminds the user to open the app and do something with it, right? So, on to the next step, the action step. 
what does it do so the action step is actually quite straightforward action is what you can do within the apps it's what the product wants you to do once you open the app so in case for google search then the action would be searching for query and clicking the link and read it and in case of facebook that the action would be scrolling down your timeline creating posts commenting on others posts adding friends in case of youtube then it would be watching videos commenting giving a thumbs up so all that can be action so bj fock mentioned that for a for an action to happen for a behavior to happen there must be three elements so there must be trigger there must be motivation so the user must have sufficient motivation to do it and the last one and the most important one is that the user must be able to do the action what does that mean so for example if you have the trigger for say a friend request from facebook and then you have the motivation to you know like click the notification and accept or reject the friend request then all you need to do is the action now but then suddenly you lost your internet connection so once you click the notification then you cannot you know you cannot go to the web page to accept it so you have trigger there you have motivation there but you don't have the ability to do the action there okay so action would need trigger motivation and the ability to complete an action for something to happen okay so what happens after action okay so what happens after action is that user would be anticipating for a reward and rewards would be better and more stimulating for the users if they have some sort of variability to it so variability here means that the reward that you get from an action would be slightly different every time okay so what's the example of reward for example if it is google search then after you you know after you type a query and then you click search you then see a list of search results that is your reward and then when you're opening twitter and you're scrolling down your timeline scrolling down here is your action and then what you see that endless timeline is the reward so you know reward is something that you get after you do an action and it would be better if they have these variability built into them so in case of twitter if you scroll down every time it would be different every time the result would be different so it could be good tweets it could be a list of bad tweets but you know if you can see the good tweet in the middle of the bad tweets that would kind of 
trigger you to just keep continuing to scroll down the timeline in hope that you would find that good tweet again. So actually, there are three types of reward, a variable reward, and those are the rewards of the hunt, rewards of the tribe, and rewards of the self. Okay, so that is reward. Okay, I get it. So the application would trigger you to do an action and after you do an action, you would get rewards. And after rewards, what should we do to, you know, to keep engaging the users? So the last step of the hook is actually the investment step. And this step is really, really important as this is where the user initiates the future trigger. So, like I told you before in the very first step, the trigger, there is what we call the internal trigger, right? And the internal trigger is where users would create this mental association between the product and their emotion, their thoughts, or their pre-existing habits. So before user can create this mental association that would activate their automatic behavior, they must first invest in the product. And investment can take many forms. It can take in the form of content, data, followers, reputation, skill, or you know if the product can store any value for them. So for example, in the case of Twitter, the form of investment would be in the followers that the user has gained, in the tweets that the poster have posted, in you know, a lot of users that the users have followed so that the timeline of this user is about a certain topic. That is also a form of investment. Or if we are to look on another genre of the application, for example, for a game. Let's take an example of PUBG. So after a user played PUBG for several times, they would get the gist of how the game works and then they would develop the skill of, I don't know, playing PUBG, like hiding and then running, looting and everything. So. This is also a form of investment. This is also a form of investment. The skill that they have gained, the time that they have spent, or, you know, if they have this virtual currency that they can use to purchase accessories for the characters, that is also a form of investment. So the form of investment can be different. But I think we can conclude that an investment is something that the user has put into the apps to make the apps more valuable for them. Okay, and our users are human and humans are known to irrationally put a high value on the effort that they have exerted. So if we have a product and the user have already exerted some effort into this, then they would 
value the product more than the product that they don't really, you know, invest anything in. Okay, so let's talk about the IKEA effect. So IKEA effect is a cognitive bias in which consumers place a disproportionately high value on products they partially created. On products that they partially invested in. So if you've ever been to IKEA and say you purchase a table, what would be delivered to your home is not a table that you can just readily use. Rather, it is a component of the table that you have to build to be a table. So in here, you would need to spend some time to build it. And of course, you need to exert your efforts to be able to construct a table from these elements. And since you have invested your time your effort and of course your money to purchase and create this table then you would put a higher value on this table rather than all the other tables that you have in your house that you can just purchase and delivered readily made so i think this is actually a trick for IKEA to increase their love, sorry, to increase their users' love for the product, to increase their satisfaction of the product. Because by building it, you actually put a higher value on it. Okay, then now it's time to summarize everything that we just talked about. So the hook model consists of four steps, and those are the trigger, action, reward, and investment. So in the trigger step, the point is that you want to remind your user to use your applications. And at the beginning, you might use the external trigger to remind your user, and this trigger can come in the form of push notifications or emails, banners, you know. It's just something that instructs the user to do an action. So onto the action, in here, after the user have been reminded by the trigger and already have the motivation to do the action instructed, then we need to ensure that the user have the ability to complete the action. Okay, so after a user have done an action, then they would be anticipating for a reward. And the reward that we give to the user would be more stimulating and would be better if there is some sort of variability to it so that every time the user does an action, the reward might be slightly different and that would encourage them to keep doing the action. And the most important part is that we need to make sure that the reward we give them is satisfying the needs of the user. Because if it doesn't satisfy their needs, then the user might not make it to the investment step. So the investment step is also an important step in here 
as this is where the user initiates the future trigger for them. And the future trigger could be another external trigger. So for example, if a user posted a tweet, that is loading the next future trigger because there might be someone replying to their tweet next time and that would send them the notification. So that would initiate an external trigger for them. Or it could be just an internal trigger, you know, like, oh, I just posted something. I want to know the update, how many people have retweeted the tweet, you know. So it could initiate both external trigger and internal trigger. So investment steps really can take a many form, like it can take uh, the form of entering data, gaining followers, gaining some skills, or it's literally the user exerting their effort, their time, and their money into the product. So these are the four steps of the hook model. And after going through the investment step, the user would go back to the trigger step again because of the trigger that the user has initiated in the investment step. And I think I really, really, really want to highlight that this hook model is only possible if we are actually solving a problem that users are having. Because if we are not solving that, then maybe the reward that we offer them for the action that they do is not worth it because it doesn't really solve their problem. Thank you for listening to the plebs. I hope that I'm going to see you again next time. If you have any feedback or any ideas for the next episodes, please do send me an email at princess.junf at gmail.com. That is princess with double S dot J-A-N-F at gmail.com. Thank you so much.